Hello, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash. And you're listening to episode nine of Chat Disney. To this week's episode of Chat Disney. Today, Tash and I are going to be chatting all about the golden age of classic Disney animation, and we'll be wrapping the episode up with a very special segment, Ohana. But before we head into all of that, let's have a quick look at what's been happening in the world of Disney this week. So this week um, at the D23 exhibition, Disney have just announced that there are going to be three more Star Wars films and eight more Marvel films. Yay, so, Tasha's favourite. I know, lots for me to catch up on, eh? Um, yeah, as soon as I heard this, I was like, eight more Marvel films? Like, just where do these ideas keep coming from? I think as well... Yeah, especially, like, I mean, there's so much Stanley material that they can still kind of explore and delve into. But I think after Endgame, there were so many kind of cliffhangers for so many characters that it's like, are these going to be movies that, you know, feature characters we've already seen? Or are these going to be brand new characters? I mean, I personally would love to see some brand new Marvel characters brought to the floor. I mean, I kind of feel like they've got to go down that direction, haven't they? Because they've killed so many off. Unless they're going to be doing a load of kind of prequels and spin-off yeah. for certain people. Origin stories yeah. and that kind of so, thing. But and it's interesting to see. Yeah, and I think the Star Wars news I was a little bit disappointed with because I think... Oh, really? Yeah, because I think... I, I love Star Wars, but obviously we've got the three trilogies and they've been quite evenly spaced. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're getting um, The Last Skywalker this Christmas... Um, 2019 and then this new trilogy is going to kick off in like 2022 yeah and it just feels a bit too close together for me yeah I know what you mean are they just cashing in on a good yeah, thing yeah they 100% really are I mean I guess that's the question that's always raised isn't it when a sequel or something is or a remake is announced but. yeah and I, I think with this um, you know this announcement at the D23 lots of people are getting really excited and saying oh we know what the future of Disney looks like with regards to movie releases but looking through it it was like untitled Disney movie untitled Pixar movie yeah untitled Star Wars movie it's like I could have told you that I <laughs> yeah. literally could have told you that version. so I think the only movie that I'm like a little bit excited about that we didn't kind of um that I wasn't really thinking about um you know because it's not coming out this year is the new Pixar movie yes is it Out um, Onward Onward or Outward yeah. I, I can't remember but um, it's, it's, it's basically onward. two little brother elves I believe um, that are going to be voiced by Chris Pratt and oh my god what's his name Tom Holland there we are <laughs> my mind went completely blank for a second so in other words um, Star-Lord and Spider-Man because as if Disney and Pixar didn't need even more Marvel um, but I think that that sounds quite cool and I'm I always think with the, the Pixar when they give sort of the very basic concept of a film and to me it always sounds a little bit strange yeah always. like I'm always like I can't see how they're going to make this into a film but they always deliver apart from with the good dinosaur that film is awful yeah let's brush over the good dinosaur <laughs> In other news, we spoke briefly in our news section last week about Avengers Endgame and how it had pretty much destroyed every box office record in history. Well, it's now chasing after Avatar. Um, it is the second highest grossing movie of all time. Um, this is as we go, you know, live recording. By the time this comes out on Monday, who knows, maybe it will have overtaken Avatar. Um, but at the moment, it is a very, very close second. So it'll be interesting to see 
how that pans out. And that's pretty much everything that's been happening so far this week. And we're now going to head into the main part of the episode, chatting about the golden age of Disney animation. the golden age of Disney um, just to kind of set a bit of a precedent of why we're talking about this we're going to move through the different ages of Disney so obviously the golden age um, kind of Walt's reign if you will um, started sort of in 1937 with Snow White and then it's kind of different people have different opinions on how long the golden age goes on for some people say it goes all the well to Bambi which is kind of what I always thought it was so kind of includes the first five main films. So you've got Snow White and um, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, and of course Bambi. Um, whereas some people think that it goes all the way up to the Aristocats, which was one of Walt's last films. So, yeah. So I think some people consider the golden age of Disney basically anything that was made while Walt was alive, and yeah. that's not factually correct. And mm-hmm. um, so most Disney historians, just to give you a very quick overview, because this is the first week that we're doing one of our special era episodes, and um, the golden age is what we're focusing on today. Um, as Tasha said, goes up to Bambi. There's then the wartime period which we're not going to be focusing on so that's kind of a lot of movies that many of you won't have heard of things like fun and fancy free make my music um as i say we won't be talking about that um (laughs) then we've got our silver age um with some of the familiar classics peter pan cinderella in there moving on to the bronze age or what is sometimes called the dark ages and these are the movies that were released just after walt disney's death so things like the fox and the hound uh basil the great mouse detective we've then got the renaissance period which is for many of our listeners i know their absolute favorite things like beauty and the beast little mermaid is basically the time where disney kind of found their way again um we've then got the experimental era which i don't know if we're going to be talking about that yet we haven't really decided i think we should yeah Mm -hmm. okay we'll do an experimental (laughs) episode um but you've got things like meet the robinsons um and lilo and stitch in there and then most recently the revival era with favorites such as moana and frozen yes So that's kind of your next few weeks set out for you. There you go. That's what you've got to look forward to. So let's start um, kind of talking the very first feature-length Disney film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. So still a classic today, even though it was released in 1937. I don't know how many years ago that is in my head. I can't can't do quick maths to quickly work it out. Wait, when was it? 37? Yeah, a long time ago. Uh... 82 years oh yeah well that's older than I thought it's newer than I thought I thought it was like 100 years old (laughs) see I don't see I think when you still watch that film I mean obviously if you compare it to say Brave or Tangled it's you know it it has dated but also it's still so accessible to children today oh god yeah it's not you know it's not something that's died a death with you know us and our parents generation yeah definitely it's it's a classic and it's an art it is an art form and I I, you know I'm gonna get a little bit um soapboxy here but it's very like do I mean soapbox is that what they say when people are like, get off your soapbox yeah yeah yeah. you know what I mean I'm intrigued to know what you're gonna say I just for me I'm just when I watch something like Snow White, particularly when you look at things like the landscapes, yeah. it's art. Yeah, it There's is. no it is. way of it. A lot of it. those scenes look like a painting. They like are. If you just freeze frame them, they absolutely. look like a painting. They're beautiful. They are. They're absolute glorious paintings. And, you know, some of the really famous um, Renaissance artists, so Glenn Keane, some of the Disney animators that, you know, people really have come to love, have said that 
they look back at those original golden era movies and feel like they could never do them justice and that their animation style is so lacking when yeah. they compare it to that because I mean it's for me I just think it's a different type of animation style but yeah if you really look at some of those backdrops their watercolor paintings they're just absolutely stunning and I think Snow White is one of my actual favorite Disney movies of is all it? time it really is um and I think I don't know when you last watched it I watched it I watched it quite recently when I said okay. quite recently I mean in the last two years yeah because I would say to anyone that's kind of like oh Snow White because I used to be a bit like yeah. about Snow White you know it's kind of rammed down your throat a little bit in the world of Disney because it was the first ever one uh, the first ever movie that is but if you watch it again now it's hilarious it is do you know what it has got such a good mix of kind of the romance and then kind of the thrill and the, the dark queen, and the dark it's and dark. then you've got the dwarves as well the, dwarves the comic timing are brilliant oh, it's so good the, the the dwarves are brilliant and i love one of my favorite scenes from snow white is when all of the animals are racing around the cottage going up upstairs to yeah. see who the visitor is and the turtle yes the struggle of the, the turtle, turtle and you see him having his own kind of interior yeah. storyline here this narrative of him climbing the stairs and at one point i think he like puts his teeth yes. <laughs> in like for dear life to cling onto these steps and he finally gets to the top and these animals come rushing down and he falls back down to the bottom step and you're so invested yeah and it's really for me it is it's that timing and we don't the, see enough of that turtle. no that turtle oh my has been oh. yeah that turtle's brilliant like this nameless turtle and you do you become so emotional yeah invested in his struggle but yeah i think like i agree and the way that they're kind of they've animated the dwarves in especially you know you have to acknowledge dopey who is probably considered as one of the more comedic dwarves doesn't say a word but the fact that and again at the time this film sort of established disney as you know animators and sort of the leading animators in the film industry and the fact that they were able to create a character who doesn't say a word throughout the whole thing, but you can get everything for him, from him, emotions, comedy, just from facial expressions and body language and the way he interacts with other characters is really quite something. And I think musicality as well, and obviously we'd seen this with some of Walt Disney's animations, Steamboat, Steamboat Willie being probably the most popular, but others such as The Skeleton Dance and Flowers and Birds and Flowers and Trees, whatever it's called. Loads of the shorts that are really, really popular. Um, but it's really evident in Snow White, you know, things like in Whistle While You Work, where you've got like the da 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 And as the song goes on, that noise is made with things like the squirrel brushing his tail yeah. or um you know or brushing the dust under the rug mm. or whatever it is he does and i always remember is again with the turtle when they're using him to do the washing and it makes that like yeah <laughs> i can't yeah. do the noise i know but, like, exactly the bumpy, what you mean. Yeah. yeah and if you i mean when i was in um, san francisco i went to the walt disney family museum and i feel like i've seen this before as well at other kind of disney um maybe even on documentaries on dvds and blu-rays and that kind of thing but when they show you how they made those oh, I sounds. I love that. A Foley, yeah. Yeah, and it's the experimentation of, you know, we all know it was like the Monty Python classics where they use coconuts for yeah. horses and things like that. But it's really interesting. And I just, I love seeing that. And I feel like they were so much more experimental. Like nowadays, it's like, oh, we need a horse. Great, we'll just go hire one. Like, come yeah, on. Use yeah. your imagination. Know, Get out I there know what a you little mean. bit. I kind of feel, I'm, and I'm not saying anything, again, this is going on off on a bit of a tangent. I'm not saying anything about people skill or anything with animation today but 
I think if you again it goes back to the whole thing like you were saying like they were artists the people that animated that film like painstakingly the amount of hours that they spent like drawing every individual frame and can you imagine and also that? like the vast the, the vastness of the amount of people like yes you'd have one animator who would literally just work on yeah. a character in a specific scene or you'd have the ink and paint department like yeah. a completely different person would sketch out these characters and draw out these scenes and then somebody else would come in to fill in the colors definitely and also i mean obviously i'm not an animator or anything like that but my understanding would be if you drop that paint in and it's wrong you've got to start over whereas now on a computer you can kind of you know so i think i agree with you there that obviously we're not discrediting animators at all that work now with cgi and computer animation obviously it's a completely different range of skills but for me i think it's really sad that um hand-drawn animation was seeing less and less of it because i think it's it's such a timeless art form. I it mean, is. The fact that we've just said, you know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, an 82-year-old movie, and I could show that to one of my cousin's little girls or a friend's, you know, three-year-old little yeah. girl, and she would be just as captivated with that narrative and just as terrified of the witch as she would be with a more present-day story. Like, it baffles me that people can't see the value of hand-drawn. Maybe they can, but the, the, the people at large that are yeah. creating these movies have decided to discredit it. It must be cheaper. It has to be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's kind of like a mob mentality. Like, it's just the way things are going, so everyone yeah. has kind of taken it in that direction. It's a real shame, though. I think. It is a real shame. It is a real shame. And, of course, we get our first Disney princess from Snow White as well. Yeah. Snow White herself. I do, I do really like the movie. I've, I've never really been that into Snow White. She kind of irritated, like, oh, my. It's the vo- yeah. Oh, dear. But, again, at the time. Yeah. That, yeah. that which is again still why it's amazing that that is still appealing to people who watch it today like yeah. children today because I look at that movie now and I'm like that is so dated like the way that she is and the, the voice I'm talking about really well no um, I guess it's not just that it's the fact you know she's a princess and she's cleaning and cooking gooseberry pie for these men yeah I know <laughs> you know I know they've been at work all day or whatever but yeah it does still have some quite archaic um, male and female gender roles and that kind of thing and we've spoken about it before but there's been a lot of celebrities in mainstream media recently saying that they will not show those kind of traditional mm-hmm. princess movies to their little girls because they want them to have heroes like Merida and Moana and Elsa that kind of fight their own battles and don't need rescuing by a prince in a you know with a white horse yeah. or whatever um, we should talk about the prince in Snow White as well because he's quite an interesting character um, mm. Prince is it Florian I think prince his name Florian, is yeah he's, I would say he's one of the most handsome princes really know? yeah that's funny <laughs> I, I disagree I, I disagree um, but I mean he doesn't get a lot of air time does no he? he doesn't he sings but um, yeah he gets very very little air time which I quite like because then it is more her story, isn't it? It's more Agreed. about her and her relationship with the dwarves. But then. And the queen. And the queen, yeah. And the queen is absolutely, I think, still to this day, is one of the most terrifying Disney When she turns into created. the hag. Yeah. Oh, me too. And I think they were pretty brave with actually making her how she is. It's quite shocking. It is quite. Like, I would be skeptical about showing it to my niece, for example, because I think it would absolutely scare the living daylights out of her. And I think also what I quite like about it, obviously it's this story about who's the, the fairiest and everything. The, the the evil queen is actually quite beautiful. Yeah, she is. And I yeah. like that they've yeah. done that. You know, it's not nowadays... She's well, quite a unique villain, isn't she? Yeah. Like, she's the only one I would say... There's a lot of villains who almost have that bit of a comical element to them. Yes. 
Um, I'm thinking about like Cruella Hook. Exactly. Whereas she is just so stony faced the whole time. Like you really think that yeah, she just would just. And what's her kind of motive? It is purely down to this vanity of yeah. this woman is more beautiful than me. Yeah. I'm gonna kill her. <laughs> I mean is, that's dark. When you put it like so bluntly like that, it's insane. It's dark. I mean, well, we could when we talk about the silver era, we'll have Maleficent's uh, motive, which is literally I did not get invited to a yeah, christening. Which is yeah. You know. Um obviously yeah. <laughs> obviously Snow White is not the only movie from the golden era, although it's kind of the flagship hero, first ever Disney movie. Um others within this time period include Fantasia, Dumbo, Pinocchio, and also Bambi. So Tash, any standout favourites for you in there? Um, very good question. I would say that this is probably, I mean, apart from the experimental era, this is probably one of my least favourite wow. eras. Wow, okay. Um, just in the fact that a lot of these films don't really resonate with me. Um, Pinocchio, again, I think is absolutely terrifying. Um, <laughs> and I just find Pinocchio very strange. Um... I don't know. I, I like the storyline. I like the relationship of Geppetto and Pinocchio. But I just find the whole kidnapping thing and the donkeys and then Monstro and... I, I don't know. I just... I think it's all a bit too much. Like, re-watching it as an adult. Again, when I watched it as a child, I wasn't necessarily... But I watched it probably last time, about four or five years ago now. But re-watching it again as an adult. Actually, the same with a lot of these films as well, because I would say the same about Dumbo and the same about Bambi. When you rewatch them as an adult, you watch them in an entirely different way. Do you think then we're getting softer as audiences? Maybe. As we're becoming more politically yeah. correct and more aware about the injustices of the world. I don't think it's that. I think it's as I get older, you have more of a... You, resp- you feel more responsible and you have more of an awareness of things that go on in the world. And so, for example, with the whole thing in Pinocchio where they try to take Pinocchio off like when you're younger I don't think you really think about that but that is like it's like kidnapping a child isn't it and then in you know Bambi when he loses his mother I think again when you're younger you don't really think about kind of the seriousness of that but watching it as an adult you kind of makes you think about losing your own parent and yeah I I think it's kind of like deeper issues like big issues you kind of yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, but I do think it's to do with our current climate as well. It could be as well, yeah. I really do, because our parents had no shame in showing us Snow White at age four, whereas you've just said, like, you wouldn't want to show that to your niece. I certainly wouldn't want to show that to some of my yeah, and that's children. True. Yeah, so that's I do, true. I do think that... And, and the, the whole damsel in distress princess thing, I mean, that's definitely a sign of the times. Animal welfare, you know, circuses, yeah. even when we were little, circuses were... There was nothing wrong with the circus. You said to someone, oh, I'm going to the circus. They say, oh, great, can I come along? <laughs> Whereas now, you know, I say, oh, Tash, I'm going to the circus. There's um, a, a, an elephant that does backflips. Yeah. You would probably ask to see a video, but you would also say, that's what wrong. What are you thinking? What are you doing? Yeah. So I do think that a lot of it is to do with shifts in society. Um, I think for me... I do like the golden era of Disney. Um, Snow White's definitely my favourite in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Pinocchio, Dumbo or Bambi very much when I was growing up, but I feel that I've got a deeper appreciation for yeah. them now that I'm an adult. Again, and I'm going to say something, and my obviously my thought process as a child was very different to how it is now, but I didn't particularly like those films, and I think it was because they weren't princessy. Yeah. 
I love the princess films. But and then you like animals as well, so that's quite but interesting. But not as much. So my sister was very much into her animals and I'm very into animals now, but growing up I wasn't so interested in them. I was very like Barbie, princess, Polly Pocket, all of that. So I think with kind of Dumbo and Bambi, etc., because they were animals, it just didn't really relate to them as much. Okay, no, that's interesting. But I think for me... Um, I think another thing as well is our parents' generation. Um, these movies were obviously, you know, we've just said Snow White's 82 years old. They came out before even our parents were born. So I think that my parents didn't show them to me as much. Yeah. So I grew up with obviously the Renaissance movies because True. that was of the time. But then I also grew up with things that my mum watched when she was little. So maybe like Oliver and Company or... Jungle Book came out the year she was born so they, they were kind of more the movies that I was shown and I, I was shown a lot less of these older and they were difficult to get hold of do you remember they used to have that um vault so they would have the Disney vault and basically it was like a movie would come out and then it would be locked away in the vault for 20 years or 10 years whatever it was and then it wouldn't be released on VHS again for another yeah so I really remember Snow White coming out in like 2002 2003 and it was like the first time it was coming out on DVD and yeah there was this big pressure around it like if you don't get it now you're not going to be able to get it. it was like locked in do you not remember the advert like it was a big silver Mickey vault no. Oh, I, yeah, I do. Kind of. I do know what you're so talking about. It wasn't like now on demand where you can just download Disney Life or Disney Plus and stream endless amounts of content. It was cool. quite difficult yeah. to actually obtain these movies as well. Um, but yeah, so I think, anyway, I've kind of gone off on a massive tangent. But yeah, I do really like these movies. Um, I didn't really watch them very much. As, I, I watched Pinocchio and Snow White, but not so much Dumbo and Bambi. Um, but I guess the big kind of elephant in the room that's not Dumbo is Fantasia. Yes. So did you watch Fantasia at all when you were growing up? I loved Fantasia when I was growing up. Me and my sister used to watch it all the time. We used to um, fast forward all the orchestra bits. And I used to stop it before the end, before the Night on Board Mountain bit. I used to hate that. We've never discussed this, but I did the exact same. Did you? I did. So I loved... Well, for me, there were three sections that I loved and I still I have three them. as well. What are your three? We'll see if they're the same. Yeah. I'll do one, then you do yeah. one, and then I'll do one. So the first one is the Nutcracker Suite, so the mushroom. The mushroom, yeah, I love um, the mushroom. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And actually, I think the Nutcracker is probably my favourite ballet and I love that Tchaikovsky score and I do wonder if it's something to do with me watching Fantasia over and over Yeah, maybe, maybe. And just, I just know that music just, so, so well. I love mushroom. Yeah. What was your... Thing? My second one was The Fish. The Fish? The Fish, the colourful fish. Isn't that in the same... That's in the Nutcracker suite as well. Is it? I think I so. I still think of it as like two different bits. No. I'm talking more about like carrot, like what okay. is your favourite okay. bits in terms but of no, that. But that, no, that's, that's part of that. Yeah. So yeah. So, okay. So my next favourite is the um, the ballet. So the elephant. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's and a classic, isn't it? That's everyone's favourite, really. Yeah. I love That's that. what you think. Of, well, that's what I think of when I think of Fantasia. Is it? Yeah. Is it what really? What do you think of the mushrooms? No, I think of the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, of course. That's yeah. my, like, ultimate... See, I almost think of that as, it, of, as its own thing, because you see that Mickey to death now everywhere, don't you? So, um, it's... Obviously, it came from Vandasia, but, yeah, I think you kind of... A lot of people probably... Actually, that's probably true. A lot of people probably don't even realise where that's come from. What, the Mickey? Of course they do. No, like, people maybe today, like, if you're not a big Disney fan, well, they people just think probably that, don't realise it came from that. Well, they think that Sorcerer's Apprentice, or they don't know what no, Sorcerer's Apprentice No, they probably Apprentice just think, is. yeah, Mickey in a blue hat and a red robe. <laughs> what, you mean, I, I get you, like, you mean, like, average 
Joe blogs going to Walt Disney World watching Phantasmic. Yeah, probably doesn't realise Just thinks, that, yeah. Yeah, that Sorcerer Mickey is just like a thing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah maybe. That's um, my favourite, though. Sorcerer's, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Apprentice. Yeah, me yeah. too. But I think... I can't choose... I guess Sorcerer's Apprentice is my favourite. I think then the Nutcracker Suite and then the ballet but anyway so I um had a really amazing opportunity last year um to go and see the Fantasia and Fantasia 2000 in concert at the Royal Albert Hall Mm -hmm. which was incredible um I think if you are going to go to the Royal Albert Hall and do one of these kind of movie and concert experiences definitely do one where it's got a very kind of orchestral score I mean I know most movies do but one that you're passionate about um because you know, that Sorcerer's Apprentice music, and as I've said, the, the Nutcracker Tchaikovsky score are pieces of um, classical music that I'm really passionate about, and I'm not really into classical music at all. Yeah. Um, but those are certainly pieces that I can definitely get on board with. Things like Night on Board Mountain as well, that da 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 Yeah. Like, you know, that's quite dramatic. Duh. I quite like that. Um, yeah, so that was a really, really good experience. And obviously, we'll talk a little bit more about Fantasia 2000 when we come to talk about the experimental era. Fantasia is a really odd one. Um, so it was something that Walt wanted to do. Yeah. He had the budget from Snow White and from Pinocchio, and he'd kind of proved his worth as an animator and he'd kind of had this honorary Oscar that he had had bestowed upon him when he created Snow White and he wanted to up his game a little bit and be taken seriously because lots of the cinema um, experts and filmmakers at the time didn't take Walt Disney seriously they didn't put him in the same league as people that were creating live action movies and he wanted to challenge that and really behind Fantasia was this idea of let's bring together the best musicians the, the arts ballet and music and you know paintings and create something that's a concert experience rather than just an animated movie and it failed yeah it did terribly I know but then I think I guess I don't know it's very out there for its time isn't it I mean there's nothing else as an animation animated movie as a kid it's awful yeah it's not an animation (laughs) see I loved it but I don't know but then I loved the songs and I loved the animation but you've just told me you fast forwarded so you didn't understand no of course not exactly so it was just so it failed it absolutely failed I agree I it worked as a series of shorts but then well if you put skeleton dance and steamboat willie together and put a concert hall and music yes, does that make a movie uh-huh. it's not it's too um sparse and it's too, there's too much disparity between yeah. the different segments to create a feature-length film and unfortunately Walt did feel the brunt of that the movie was not successful when it went to cinema and it, you know it was kind of a bit embarrassing for him yeah it didn't do well at all um, and then of course after fantasia dumbo was made dumbo was kind of at the start of the war which is why those elephants are there the um pink elephants on parade parade. yeah um to kind of you know try and help them stretch their budget as much as they could it's also why it's the shortest disney feature-length film of all time and then yeah finishing up the golden era there's bambi um bambi's so sad bambi is very sad i haven't seen that film in years no, I feel like I maybe need to give it yeah. another watch. That will be the next live action. Yeah. I'm surprised that... Have True, they announced that? No, no, I don't think so. I'm surprised. I think the thing that Dumbo and Bambi both do very well is they're the first... In the first of five films, the <laughs> kind of... Their central character is... It's told through the eyes of an animal who doesn't communicate and speak. And again, it goes back to what I was saying about Dopey. Wait, Bambi All does speak. Through, 
He doesn't speak at the start. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm just, yeah, you're Bird. Right. <laughs> Bird. Mother. Mother. <laughs> yeah, I can, only, I can only think of him saying those two. Pretty, pretty flower. Oh, yeah. I can only think of him saying <laughs> yeah, those maybe. two things. No, I think but again, when, he when he's young, yes, and they little, have yeah. kind of done that thing again very well where they are very good at creating the emotion and everything that that character is feeling and going through by not even speaking, which I think is a real, again, talent and credit to the animators for being able Absolutely. to do that. Yeah, the um, sadness you feel for this cartoon yeah. deer when yeah. its mother dies is just unreal. I mean, thinking about those two fil- two films, I mean, Snow White is not sad, I wouldn't say. Pinocchio is not Oh, it sad. is sad. What? When those dwarves are crying. <laughs> oh, I cry. Oh, when they think she's dead. Oh, God. I, that hurts me. Nah, because you know. You know that it's okay. Know, but Dumbo, yeah. when... Oh, God, the baby be mine scene. And but then Bambi when he loses do. his mum. But this is what they do so well, these movies, is the comedy factor in there. You know, we've, we've spoken at length about the, the dwarves. That with the soap and when Dopey swallows the bar of soap it's hilarious and yeah. then in the same movie you can be terrified by this evil yeah. witch character and then crying because there's these seven dwarves standing there taking their hats off watching their princess die it's just you know <laughs> the, the the journey you go on it's true on. it's true they're yeah they're quite raw in that 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 sense aren't they I mean I'm trying to think like it's hard to not you know we always compare things and comparing them to sort of more modern films and I think a lot of the Pixar films are very good at doing that mm. now whereas I can't really remember the last Disney film where I felt real sadness yeah. like I do in those early ones agreed I think it's because they weren't afraid to go there they had nothing yeah. to lose and I going think back Pi- to what you were saying yeah Pixar was the same it was this innovative new computer animated company that wanted to shock and wanted yeah. to, to make a scene and wanted to tell the tale of people who had never had their stories told before and create a bit of a, a mix-up in, in the, in the um, you know in the filmmaking company what are they called studios movie studios um, but Disney have a lot to lose now and yeah. I feel like they're afraid to go there and it doesn't have you know the rawness as you say and the depth of character and I agree with you I think the narratives on these earlier ones whilst they're shocking and we're saying you know in the contemporary climate they can be a little bit divisive I don't think anything out there now manages to match that no I don't I'm trying to wrap my brains and I really don't think they do I think like and again, we will talk about this more as we go into each one, but I think maybe there are a couple in the Renaissance era I can think of that evoke that level of emotion from me. See, I'm still not sure, you know. I think there's there's, there's films, obviously, that make me feel emotional. Um, but not that level of but sadness. But not that level of sadness. No. No. no, I think, no, I think you're right. I think for me, yeah, I mean, Dumbo... Dumbo's mother, that baby be mine sequence. I watched that. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after we did the um, Tash did the Dumbo movie review of the new live action, she said, you know, go back and watch the original before you watch the live action, and I did. And I was sat in, um, you know, the armchair in the lounge in floods of tears on my own on a Sunday afternoon at three o'clock in the afternoon, like literally howling. Yeah. Because of this cartoon elephant being yeah. separated from its mother and it's just baffling I'm a 27 year old woman get a grip like it, it's the same with Bambi I haven't watched Bambi Fears but I do want to watch it now just to see kind of how I feel when his mother gets shot absolutely hmm. so I, I think we will on that 
sombre note <laughs> just about wrap up our chat about the golden age of Disney do get in touch and let us <laughs> let us know your thoughts <laughs> thank you any opinions that you have do you find any of these films or any of them your favourite do you hate them um, kind of do you think that they're you know emotional like we do have they made you blub and ahead of next week's episode where we're going to be looking at the silver age of Disney um, please again if there's anything that you would like us to talk about or any of our thoughts that you're interested on hearing then let us know let us know we're always open to questions we're now going to move on to a brand new segment that Tash and I are super excited about Ohana Ohana means family family means nobody, nobody gets left behind so our new segment Ohana is where Tash and I invite a friend or family member Ohana does mean family to come and be a guest with us on the chat Disney podcast so welcome to this week's guest hello I'm Morgan and how do you know Tash and I I am Mercedes sister and I basically grew up with Tash because she was my sister's best friend through high school so I was still very young yes and you like to bug us a hell of a lot we yes. probably bugged you more actually <laughs> I think than um you bugging us because we were quite interested in teenagers we roped you into a lot of our silly antics, <laughs> antics and yeah. schemes <laughs> so why don't you tell um the listeners a little bit about your relationship with Disney and what it was like growing up in our family so I think sim- similarly, sim- similarly, similarly is a word, yeah. Yes. yeah. Similarly to my sister, I just got thrown straight into Disney when I was little from our mum, and then obviously you loved Disney, so just brought it into my life. Yeah, it kind of rubbed off yeah, on you a little bit. Definitely. You, no choice but to love Disney. No, no yeah. choice. <laughs> and I do love Disney. Yeah. Good. I don't think you could be in your family and not love Disney. No, really, definitely not. Definitely it wouldn't not. work. It would not work. So what about some of your, talk to us about some of your favourites. So let's start with film, nice and easy. What's your favourite Disney film? I know it's such a hard question. I think my all-time favourite has to be Tangled. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we've spoken about this before. I think it's because that was when I was at the age mm-hmm. when I was like quite small so I think I was about seven yeah right when it came out and it was like the princess film when I was like old enough to understand but still young enough to like have a very big love for princesses which I still do I don't think that's changed since I've grown up but yeah yeah. and I guess there hadn't been a princess movie for quite some time there was princess and the frog but you never really liked that movie um I do now in more recent years yeah I I, I feel like that didn't get as much (laughs) exposure when it first came out as well I don't know why I don't know if it's because it is still the hand-drawn style. And yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about that movie, because I love that movie. Um, but, yeah, there's just something more tangled seemed to have got a bigger release and more of the line. Yeah, it was very, very popular. Well, I think it's yeah. a conspiracy theory, because Princess and the Frog was kind of their last test of hand-drawn animation. That's true, yeah. And it was like, if that movie didn't do well then they were going to drop it and obviously it didn't do very well so they dropped hand-drawn animation and created CGI so they didn't want to market it in my opinion yeah because they didn't want it to be successful I think it's such a shame I still love hand-drawn animation me too yeah always (laughs) and what about favourite Disney characters that's an easy one okay (laughs) my favourite character is definitely Stitch okay 100% I adore Stitch. <laughs> what is it about Stitch that you love? I don't I don't know where it's come from, but I just I love him. I think 
he's the cutest little thing. I've got everything stitched. Stitch pajamas, stitch blanket, stitch teddy bear. Like, a giant wow. stitch, a giant stitch <laughs> have you <laughs> courtesy of grumpy yeah my, yeah <laughs> what yeah. yeah so when so when grumpy and i were dating um it, kind of courtesy of him he for morgan's birthday gave her uh-huh. i still Christmas. like to remind him that yeah. he bought it for me but. yeah <laughs> he gave her euros because we were going to disneyland paris yeah. and she chose to spend them on a giant stitch i see she, yeah. have you ever met stitch at any of the parks i have I met him at Typhoon Lagoon. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And I think I've probably met him before, but I can, like, distinctively remember that time. Yeah. yeah. He had his, like, um, Hawaiian, Hawaiian like, like, garland yeah, and stuff. I think, yeah. yeah, he had some funny <laughs> outfit on. Yeah. I think I've only ever seen him once at Shanghai. Really? And apart from that time when you saw him with the umbrella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw walking along with an umbrella in China obviously like to stop his fur from getting wet yeah, he was oh holding it he, he was holding like, normally it. the cast member is holding it was. he was holding yeah. it it was really strange I feel like Stitch has become more popular though because have you seen Primark like yeah, is so... he's very marketable, yeah, isn't he? Because he's, he's cute. Well, he's a bit like what you like. Yeah, he's ugly cute, isn't yeah, he? Like okay, a cute, pug. Yeah, <laughs> he is like a pug. But yeah, he's very good. Like you can easily merchandise him, can't you? And yeah, have you seen that little girl on Instagram and her parents dress her up as Stitch or like they'll dress her up as like Lilo or Scrump? Is that the? <laughs> and then she goes to the park. Yeah, yeah, Stitch. so cute. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to do that with my children one day. Yeah, and speaking of parks, which parks have you been to? Parks. Well, resorts. resorts. Yeah. I've been to Walt Disney World in Florida and Disneyland Paris. Okay. Um, what do you prefer out of the two? Do you have a strong opinion on either? I would have to say that I prefer Walt Disney World because it's bigger and better i feel like yeah. tash is bored of hearing this yeah like, like everyone <laughs> i'm knew. the only one in the world who hasn't been <laughs> but say quite like i don't know i think i've been to paris like much more so i know it better but i going there is like more of a oh my god i'm going to i've been to walt disney world twice so yeah I guess yeah. it's a whole thing of going, isn't it? It's more of a yeah. holiday. And... Yeah, it's further to travel. Haven't yeah. been there as much. Yeah, Hot. it's more special. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. in Florida, which is your favourite park in Florida? Probably Animal Kingdom. Is it? Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I feel like... Explain why. I feel like that's not many people's favourite. No. Well, you don't... Do you like it? Not really. No, no. I don't think you did. <laughs> I would love to go now, though, because I swear they've got new stuff mm-hmm. the avatar yeah the pandora mm. stuff i would love to go yeah there. flight of passage um, i don't know because i'm not like i love animals but i'm not like a big i'm not a big lover of animals yeah. i just i don't know i think it's because it was different and i loved the rides it was I quite don't... good for you when we went when you were kind of like a pre-teen because they've yeah. got quite a lot of like attractions that aren't massive coasters like they've got in universal and bush gardens but they're more thrill-seeking than the magic kingdom yeah so i think that really mm-hmm. appealed to you so like something like the dinosaur ride expedition everest primeval world like yeah all kind of them they're my one of yeah them, they're all my favorite i was going to ask do you have a favorite ride my favorite ride is yeah probably expedition everest yeah i love that ride that is cool it's a bit like um an a more modern version of the Matterhorn in California. Okay, so well, you know how much I love the Matterhorn. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a kind of runaway train style it's like ride. This big, it's like the whole 
the look of it from it's massive but obviously the roller coaster is not as big but like the big yeah. mountain yeah obviously Everest cool rather than the Matterhorn so it's literally yeah. exactly the same yeah and it goes yeti. backwards right well why didn't you like the Matterhorn <laughs> <laughs> who knows who knows um that yeah it's so uncomfortable anyway we digress yeah. I don't know if that is my favorite ride across the whole that's just your favorite animal kingdom yeah ride. my favorite oh, so what's ride your favorite ride in general um, yeah Splash Mountain probably. I love Splash Mountain. I I love log things, which is quite ironic because I absolutely hated them and couldn't think of anything worse when I was younger. And then all of a sudden (laughs) they became my favourite type of ride. I had a really bad experience on Splash Mountain when I went to California. (laughs) I I think, and I've heard this on other Disney podcasts as well, so I think this is true. I think they've got a button where, like, on hot days or whatever... A hundred percent. They definitely definitely do. do. They used to do that on the rapids at Shanghai. You'd go on it in the winter and not get a drop on you. And then in the summer, you'd get, like, absolutely drenched. Absolutely. So I went to California in March. Obviously, we've spoken about it a lot on this podcast. And it wasn't a particularly hot day, but they'd had this really extreme cold weather in the States. Mm -hmm. And the sunshine had finally made an appearance, and it was a weekend. So I think they were like, hallelujah. (laughs) And they... I think we, we, you and I have spoken about this, but they were giving us these Ziploc bags when yeah. we went to the queue. Yeah. And I've never had that before on Splash so Mountain. I knew you were going to get something. I knew we were in for something <laughs> extreme. And obviously, Grumpy's never been on Splash Mountain because he's never done any of the US yeah. parks before. And he was like, a Ziploc bag? That seems a bit much. And I was like, oh, no, honestly, it's fine. Thank God we used them because I'm not kidding. My knickers were wet. My bra was wet. I had to completely <laughs> change my clothes. Luckily, we had a change of clothes just because we were worried about it being too hot yeah. too hot. Old. Um, but yeah, we saw this family wearing this complete plastic outfit of trousers and shoes. <laughs> I love those families. It's like when you're going on Prepare. the tame, it's like water ride, and you see the family, and they're all in like their ponchos, yeah. they're ready, bags they're ready covered, and then they you're were just there in like your normal gear. They had the right idea. Well, evidently, in honestly, this case. and even even this is how wet it was. I had a crossbody bag on, mm. zipped up with my ride my park ticket in yeah and that I can show it to you after we've done filming that was like floppy wet all the colour how because I've never honestly it was the wettest ride I've ever been on did you not know when you got on was the seat I mean I guess the seats are always wet on those rides not really really and people getting off weren't that wet either I was at the front it was just you they were just they saw you coming maybe (laughs) who knows who knows so we have spoken a little bit in previous episodes about unpopular Disney opinions. Yes. So things like, I hate, I don't know, Winnie the Pooh or something like that. I, mm-hmm. I don't really hate it's a small the Pooh. world. <laughs> there we go, yeah. I hate it's a small world. Yeah. Um, do I you share any of... on that road. <laughs> yeah, you did, you did when you were younger. Um, but do you share any of those or do you have your own? Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not really the biggest fan of Winnie the Pooh either. I agree with you on that one. Um, I feel like I've never really given it any time. You don't need to. No, Do you know what? I kind of agree on that. Like, I feel like growing up, I knew, I liked Tigger a lot and I feel like I knew the characters well, but I never, I don't think I ever watched the film. No, or, I think this is kind of, I feel like this is similar to what... Star Wars. You just haven't really yeah yeah watched it like that's true you don't like, I, i've just never really watched it you did like Winnie the pooh there was a um you used to watch playhouse disney when you were a toddler and yes. there was story time with pooh or, or sing me a story i think i remember that <laughs> is that it maybe was that or was that the beauty and the beast one 
I'm not entirely sure. I, no, it was the um no, that's that that's the Beauty and the Beast one I was just singing. It was like it was like it's Winnie the Pooh. Da, da, I kind da. of remember. Do you remember? This? Kind of. It was like puppets, like fabric puppets. Oh, that sounds a bit creepy. Yeah, you used to watch that a lot. Kind of remember. And you had a giant Winnie the Pooh plushie. Yeah, but I didn't buy that. You myself. didn't buy it. And I though. got brought into the world of Winnie the Pooh like baby grows. Yes, Winnie yeah, the Pooh yeah, changing that. You're that she did. generation. She had yeah, a Winnie the Pooh. All her the... stuff. It was like the classic AA Milne. Yeah, like that was all because her our mum didn't know yeah. which gender it was, and she wanted to care. A colour that Winnie she, the Pooh is the same. Yeah, the same she thought one, yellow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like. I prefer. I like all the AA Milne, like the original um, illustrations. I like them. Me I too. way prefer them over the Disney Me ones. Too. I do think Disney have made it less. They've hand it up. It's less yeah. like kind of English countryside definitely, illustrations on the back yeah. of a mm. notebook and more, more like colourful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, we've digressed a little bit. Do you we have <laughs> any unpopular Disney opinions? There's one film that's a standout that I Ooh. really don't like and do that share. is Wally. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is a controversial one because Wally, um, if you go on IMDb and look at like the top mm. 250 films, I think Lion King and Wally are like the only ones that are in it. Um, no, I don't understand. No, I, 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 I think it's because what Wally is like had such a strong message about the environment, and yeah. it was at that time where like. Climate, climate, climate warming. <laughs> climate <laughs> change, global warming. I was gonna go for one, I went for both. Um, like global warming started yeah. to become more of a forefront issue in the news, and so I don't know if a lot of our, because I think we were about eighteen, we were eighteen when it came out, so I think a lot of our generation was starting to sort of hop on board of that. And maybe it kind of struck something with them, and it's the romance as well that I think people like as well. Um, and I, before mm. I delve into this, I should say I completely agree with your unpopular opinion. I know I, we went to see it together. Yeah, you <laughs> fell asleep. Oh, yeah. There we I go. It. <laughs> yeah, that movie. Any, to me, any I think I've only seen it twice. To me, I, I see that. I feel that. like maybe I should rewatch. No, I, do you know what? I feel like <laughs> I, I want to see it again. I feel I like tried. Wally. Love Wally as a character. Eve. Love her as a character. Do you know where it goes downhill for me? And it's the exact same with Up. It's where, well, but you'll see what I mean. It's when they go on that spaceship and there's all those people. Yeah. In the same way I hate Up when it changes, changes and becomes all about the dogs that talk. That's like, what we didn't it, understand. It's too different about. from the beginning. It doesn't make any sense, I think. It starts off, I mean, I don't even remember the start of the film, so I can't agree with it. it starts off, but I, I agree yeah. with Up. I was de- yeah, I was definitely more captivated at the beginning of Wally and the beginning of Up, and, and and as the movies kind of progress, my interest starts to wane more and more, yeah. so to the point where I'm like, I don't even want to finish watching the movie. But I've tried to watch Wally again, and it I I just don't it doesn't resonate with me, and it is it is considered you know not even by Disney um, fans, but just by movie lovers all over the world as one of you know the great. Disney Pixar movies yeah, but that's for me it just doesn't I, I don't know I just there's a disconnect for me I, I think Wally is cute I don't really like Eve as a character I mean what do they bring to the table they can't even you know and it's not about I was going to say they can't speak it's not about that I, mean, I like that they can't yeah, I think it's, and it's a good it shows how Disney are very good at kind of creating yeah. like emotion just through things like facial animating facial expression and body language it's not about that i mean dumbo couldn't speak bambi couldn't speak it is not that i'm not sure i mean i don't i was if you were 18 i must have been nine so maybe that's because of my age actually yeah that's a very good point i think if you're a child that film is probably not gonna but when i was when i did watch it i don't think i got the message Mm -hmm. whereas like 
Yeah. For example, yeah. like Finding Dory really understood what they were, where they were trying to get. Yeah. At. Yeah. I feel like with Wally, if they kind of cut all the bit out with the people at the end, yeah. they could kind of use it as like an educational but that's the yeah. message. Do you know what I mean? But that's the yeah. message. I, for me, I think that message resonates more. Yeah. Like, you I, know, know what you mean. I need to rewatch it. I really want I, to rewatch I it now. We're talking about it because I can't really remember how it goes after the No, I, I can't remember it at all. So, yeah. So, before we kind of finish with our Ohana section, we're going to do a quick this or that with you. So this is basically um, where Tash and I are going to chuck Disney stuff at you and you just have to tell us which one you prefer. Okay. So we'll start with the classic, Minnie or Mickey? Minnie, probably. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. okay. Mm. Sorry, I thought you were going <laughs> to continue there. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to give you one. Belle or Jasmine? Belle. Okay. Merida or Rapunzel? Oh, that is a hard one. My two favourite princesses. Yeah. Um. Oh my god, I really can't think. You have to. Rapunzel. Okay. Maybe. So Rapunzel's your ultimate favourite then. Yeah, but I, I like what Merida stands for. Hmm. No, it's Rapunzel. There you go. Strong choice, strong choice. Donald or Goofy? <laughs> Donald. Yeah, 100%. Wolverine does not like Goofy, Goofy very much. Thank you. Okay, um, what about the Disneyland Paris Sleeping Beauty Castle or the Walt Disney World Cinderella Castle? Ooh. Probably the Paris Castle, the Cinderella one. Sleeping Beauty. See, that's what I meant, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> we, we prefer the Sleeping Beauty castle, don't we? I like the Sleeping Beauty I castle. I think it's yeah. more like what I remember because I have been there more and it's like my castle. Like, I, like yeah. I've always got yeah. pictures with that yeah. castle. It's yeah. more magical, isn't it? Is, it's it is. more fairy tale. It's more fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, so <laughs> I think we should wrap it up there for today. Yes. Thank you, Morgan, for Thank being our first so podcast guest. Tune in next week, and Tash and I will be delving into the silver age of Disney. And remember, you can get in touch with us if you've got any questions at all. Our Instagram is at ChatDisney, and our Twitter is at ChatDisneyUK. We will see you next week. See you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.